Welcome to the Spencer Lynn Show. My name is Spencer Lynn, and I don't know if that's ever going to get less cringy, or maybe it'll get a little bit better as we go along. You'll warm up to it. <laughs> but I got an awesome guest with me today. I got Mr. Grant Bronson. Grant, how you doing, brother? I'm excellent. I'm very, uh, very excited, very honored to be <gasps> episode one. I know. You're, you're number one. So if we look back and we do 2,000 episodes, you'll, you'll be number one. I, I, we're going to have to like print some screenshot out of this yeah. and like hang it up, like first dollar at a restaurant. Right. First podcast. Have you done a podcast before? This will be my maiden voyage. Well, me too. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna Excellent. experience we're gonna, we're gonna experience it together. Yeah, I've done a few test runs, but nothing nothing uh, live like this exactly. So, okay. so I'll start first. I guess I'll do a, a kind of show intro why I wanted to do this show. I was doing videos for a while, and I was like, "What's kind of the next thing I'm gonna do?" Sure. So your videos were great, though. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So I decided rather than you know me talking the whole time, I'd bring on guests like yourself in the business, entrepreneur, real estate, mortgage world, let you talk about your experiences and your background, hopefully share some some knowledge about what's going on in, in your specific career, right? Mm -hmm. um, I figured that'd be a lot more interesting than me just talking about myself. So. <laughs> So the goal is to hopefully bring on guests like yourself, um, let them share their knowledge, like I said, and hopefully add some value to the, the listeners, right? Your watchers, right? right? So what better way to do it than a podcast like everybody else is doing? Dude, I love it. <laughs> We're hopping on the train. I'm, 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 I'm freaking excited about it. So um, let me ask you, I guess we'll, we'll start. I'll give you a little introduction, right? Grant Bronson, realtor with KW, yep. Keller Williams, and you're based out of Ashburn? Yeah. So we're um, Keller Williams, Loudon Gateway. Loudon so Gateway. People say they're based out of or where they focus on. It's, you know, we're licensed in all Virginia. When you're a realtor, yeah, you're all over the place. You're pretty much <laughs> at the mercy of your clients and where they want to buy homes. Especially but, in the DMV, because then you're, you're jumping borders sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Um, I am only licensed in Virginia, though. So if, if, um, if there's anyone out there looking to buy a home in DC or Maryland, I've got you got people. I've got people. Got and people. That's, that's a big part of it is you want to make sure um, you have referral agents everywhere. Right. Right, right, right. So you work with buyers, sellers, investors, and renters. Correct. Yep. All, all the four, I guess the, the main four. Yep. Right. Which one do you primarily work with more, I guess? So this is, just to give you a little bit of background in the listeners, mm -hmm. watchers, um, this is my third full year. Um, so mm -hmm. I, typically the, the, the way it goes for newer agents is you're, you're buyer heavy when mm -hmm. you start off because, right. you know, a home is typically the most expensive asset that somebody's going to home biggest own. financial purchase of your life pretty much exactly right. so to start off brand new and have somebody trust you to do a good job of selling that mm -hmm. is a little you know it can right. be a little bit of uh it, it's a lot tougher to convince someone to do that versus here let's let's like go out and check out a couple houses today really it's not going to cost you anything to do that right but if you close, if you do a great job, mm -hmm. hopefully you, you you're able to reel them in, write an offering, right? Accepted. So, right, right, right. Um, I have been pretty pretty buyer heavy um, starting off, um, but I would say yeah. To answer your question, definitely buyers working off. But you know, it, it's kind of the goal for I feel like most realtors to shift mm -hmm. to the listing side because I mean, if you look at it, you're you're basically on the buyer side. You're the employee, mm -hmm. so you're again, like I said, you're at the mercy of where your buyers want to look, what their schedule is. Um, you know, you're working a lot of weekends mm -hmm. because they work a nine to five. The only time they're able to get out of the house and check out places is after that. So, right. um, yeah, a lot of most of, I would say that the core money making activities occur from like 
5 to 11 at night. Right. Um, and then weekends. And then weekends. Which yeah. is exactly perfect time to relax, right? Perfect time to relax. <laughs> pop your feet up so, in an open house. So you grind while, while others sleep, you could say. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good mix, though. It's right. a good mix. Um, what? Well, I was gonna say it, it affords us opportunities to go out and play eighteen holes or something like that. Yes, yeah, so like you know, eleven a.m. on a Tuesday, yeah. if nobody's nobody's uh, wanting to see anything, or you know, you've got your lead gen done for mm-hmm. the whatever. Right. That's that's really our our main job. It, starting it's a off is flexible schedule. That's for sure. A, right. It's a flexible schedule. Right. Absolutely. So you did. You started three years at KW. Did you start there in real estate? Yep. Or? Started there. Yeah. Started was, in real estate. I don't know if I've asked you this. How did you actually get into real estate? So. It's a long story. I'll try to make this short and sweet. We got a long time. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was I graduated from East Carolina. Okay. Roll Pirates. Roll Pirates. Um, down in Greenville, North Carolina, and uh, I was originally I went there to do uh, videography. So I was in mm-hmm. a camp program, which is cinematic arts and media production. I was big into like GoPro. I snowboarded, skateboarded, all that stuff in high school. So I was like, oh, this would be sweet, right, to make a career out of this. So I go, and my first semester, I'm in, you know, it's a fine arts degree. Mm -hmm. And I'm in classes like shapes and colors and drawing. Mm -hmm. Like, this this ain't my gig. This ain't it. I can't do that. So I quickly switched into broadcast journalism, Uh which is kind of the next closest thing because you got to work with cameras and stuff like that. Um, And it was a communications degree. So I graduated and then started working with a buddy of mine. Um, shout out Tyler Bailey, okay. OTB, OTB Productions, um, and we he he had been doing it for a long time, and then he kind of brought me on board, and we were doing like local weddings stuff like that, but we we're trying to figure out kind of what to do after wedding season, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of really good connections in like the music industry, so we one thing led to another and we we're you know on tour with DJs and going to Vegas and shooting shows and stuff like that and it, it was a lot of fun yeah um, I did I, I couldn't see like long term myself doing that forever mm-hmm. um, it just wasn't super sustainable and I, I kind of knew that would just be a stepping stone anyway mm-hmm. um, not to real estate because they're totally unrelated but yeah. um, in doing that I made a bunch of really good contacts and one of the guys we met um just kind of got into my ear a little bit. He was in commercial side, which uh-huh. is a whole other monster. But um, he's like, you should think about sales. Check it out. Yeah, get it. yeah, yeah. You're good because like we'd be on these shoots and I'm like talking to people and not <laughs> shooting uh-huh. uh, just because I could talk to a brick wall. So that was, I found myself doing that a little right, bit. Right, right, right. A lot. So. Well, there's so many. It's so funny. You, you, I ask that question to everybody to lenders and, and real estate agents. Like, hey, how'd you get started? Everyone's got a different story. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I have yet to like I. Suppose there's like one or two brand new agents that came right out of high school right. in our office, but other than that, I've yet to find anybody that like, oh no, real estate is what I went to school for, right. and this is my first career. Yeah, it's always like second, third, fourth careers. For even everybody. even the people that have parents that were real estate agents, even they were like, I'm not, gonna, I wasn't going to become a real estate agent, and then they get roped into it they somehow or something. Yeah, it's a great family business, though. No, it is absolutely. Oh my um, gosh. So yeah, I went from videography. I talked to one of my mom's friends who's an agent at KW. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, yeah, go, it's a, you know, the, the PSI exam is a glorified vocab test. So right. If you know how to study, you can pretty much pass it. The test is not terribly difficult? No, I did not pass it the first time, no. A lot of people don't, though. That's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, so it's, it's split up into two parts. Mm-hmm. I passed, I, don't, I think it was like the, the state section didn't pass the national, so I had to go back. Right. 
um, and then passed that and then came into the office and the rest was uh, the rest was history. Right. I think the mortgage side, I think the mortgage side might be, from what I've heard, it's a little bit harder because mm. I think like... Well, you guys have a lot more numbers right. you got to deal with. You know what the funniest thing is? There's about zero numbers on it, on the test. How embarrassing is that? That's shocking, actually. Shocking. It's all, it is, it's, it's a lot of laws and regulations. Mm. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Um, and they're really, I was shocked. I was, you know, I thought I was going to be running DTI numbers, all this stuff, right? You right. learned in Amortization. School. Amortization. Yeah, I would say um, it has absolutely nothing to do pretty much with what you do on a day-to-day basis. It does regulate what you do on a day-to-day basis. Right. That's right. pretty much how ours But that's do. what they want. They just want to teach you the regulations, ethical, stuff like that. Right. But How do we keep this guy out of prison? Right. And well, you know what happened in 2008 is just a, bad, a bunch of bad lending, right? right? Unethical stuff. So now they really crack down and make sure people are aware mm-hmm. of proper lending and everything. It's so, funny because like I always hear people reference like, oh, 2008. Oh yeah. My God. And they're like, oh, yeah. 2008 was crazy. I was watching like Shrek. And well, how old were we? 2008? Oh, very young. Yeah. I, I remember. I, who got elected then? Was it Obama? Uh, no, no, it's too That was 12. I think I don't even I don't dude I don't even really remember what was going on that much honestly no it was a weird time in our lives we weren't really as concerned about it no right real estate was in and <laughs> housing disorder. crash right it was not at the top of our minds I was only worried about playing with like I don't even know how old we were then I was, I was thirteen I think I was thirteen playing like Legos and stuff yeah so that it, it, it's funny but like people talk about that all the time mm-hmm. and I'm like yep sounded crazy and then you know the more you learn about it you're like oh yeah. okay that's that's why that happened. Right. When you're in the business now, though, and you look back and you read the stories, you look, watch the videos and everything, you can completely understand why it happened, right. though. Right. I, I Now, being on the lending, because it was mainly lenders' faults, mm-hmm. right? lenders' fault, it's so understandable. So they've really fixed it nowadays, which is good. Yeah, a lot more uh, regulation. It's a lot more regulated. It's good. It's good lending. Uh, people can actually afford the mortgages. It used to be you could, from what I've heard, I've never done one of these, you could um, just uh, state, it was called stated income loans. So I'd be like, hey, I want to buy this million dollar house. Mm. Um, and they go to a lender and they say, okay. And they, how much do you need to make to buy a million dollar house? Like, I don't know, like $100,000. Like, perfect. I make $100,000. Uh, and there wasn't really a lot of doc- documented you right. know, verification. So that's what happened. I mean, they just got mortgages people couldn't afford. Yeah. Well, they were buying like four or five homes at a time, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was terrible. So it's, a lot better now is what I'd say yeah. for sure. So, but yeah, we got a little, I guess we got a little, little sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. So we'll that's, for days. that's how I ended up in real estate. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I, I love, I can't say enough good things about KW. Right. Um, which everybody for the most part, I feel like says that with mm-hmm. whoever they're with. Right. Um, but it was great because someone like me coming in with no formal experience in sales at right. all, or no second or third career where I have all these connections mm-hmm. and I have this database of people that I could just reach out to and pretty much take, you know, the people that I knew from a corporate career and it's easier than than that. But mm-hmm. there's so many contacts that you make doing that. People that already trust you and work with you mm-hmm. um, that would have no problem trusting you to sell their home or you know help them purchase a home. Right. I didn't have that, so training for me was super important. Right. And. Um, across the board i did i stopped by a couple other brokerages and just to kind of get a feel for the office and and talk to the people there and um actually the when i came into kw for the first time it was the it was the week after their family reunion which Mm -hmm. is the big national conference that they have and they were talking about all this tech stuff that they're implementing and all the um the new training that that they're going to do and that was kind of like the light 
flickered. It flickered. Whatever you want to call it. It yeah. The, it the fire ignited. The fire ignited, which is funny because one of the training things they have is called ignite. Okay. Um. So very very fitting. I could write their script for them. Yeah, I could, yeah. They should hire me. It's great. Um. So yeah, everything kind of just fell into place and um and worked out. And the training is invaluable again for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Um. And the just the people that were you know they talk about the culture. Right. The culture of the office is so important and it it, it really is it is it's funny to say that yeah but until you're you're somewhere else where it's not Mm -hmm. and i hear because a lot of agents in our office were somewhere else Mm -hmm. and the culture wasn't great and Mm -hmm. they ended up at kw and to hear them describe what their experience was compared to how mine was when Mm -hmm. i first started vastly different yeah, so it's super super thankful yeah culture is one of those things that you don't it's it's like grass is grass isn't always green on the other side right until right. you until you figure out what, what a real culture looks like right yep i mean that kind of leads me to my next or uh, previous comment you said um you know the majority of our industry is filled with older folks right not I call them older right Whew. average age of real, i was looking it up yesterday average age of real estate agent is i think it's like multiple sites of different things it's about 55 years old 56 years old right that's pretty old that's pretty surprising it's 50 too. plus all this all, they had all these different sites and everything it was 50 plus though average age of lenders like you know 45 plus for sure right mm-hmm. just crazy and it's a lot of older people but you know it's 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 one of those things where you know we're, we're younger guys you know how do you compete or how do you stay in, in an industry that's predominantly dominated dominated by people that are older right they they have more experience the majority of their pool of people own homes mm-hmm. right you right know, they have they have more advantage on that so it's like how do you one, stay competitive, and then two, you know, gain the trust of somebody when they look at you as a, a young kid, right? Right. Yeah, that's, uh, I always think back to one of my, it was, I think it was a, it was like one of the first buyers I worked with. Mm-hmm. And um, I, had, I had used this line a bunch of times when people asked, um, you know, like, well, how, how long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. And of course, it's my first year. year. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, I've done like three rentals, Yeah, and, and that's it, so... <laughs> But I don't remember. Someone in my office told me to say this, and I was like, "Oh, I, you know, I've been around homes my whole life, uh-huh. and it had worked." And it was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense." That's not a lie. Until one guy called me out on it. He was like, "Yeah, so have I, but I'm not a realtor." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, got yeah. you. <laughs> you got me on that one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, what I tell like because same thing on the lending side, right? People look at you. I'm a young. We're younger guys, right? Majority of people are buying homes are going to be generally speaking older mm-hmm. in their thirties, maybe forties when they start to marry, have kids, all that stuff, right? So it's like, how do you look? How do you get them to look at you as somebody that's more mature, not right. a 23, 24, 25, 26 year old, right? right? Or with somebody that that doesn't have ten years of experience. Mm-hmm. What I what I always say though is like, dude, it's just. Um, we have to we have to beat older people with our like time and hustle, right? Because it's it's 100%. the older realtors. And no offense to them, they're awesome. They're they're great. They're, you guys they are great. <laughs> I love all of the photos, your headshots yeah, on, yeah. The, on the business cards from nineteen eighty four. They're they're still killing it because they they have their pool of people. Yeah. Like they're the yeah. people they've been with for thirty years, and that's them. Like they're not probably majority of the time is not going to work with us, right? Yeah. But the way I see it, it's like whenever a buyer, let's say they're thirty years old, is looking to buy with. Ex realtor that's fifty five years old, next realtor that's twenty six years old, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be more available, like you said earlier, on nine p.m. on a Monday night right. or three, you know, three p.m. on a Saturday, right? right. Most likely, it's going to be you. So, I think you, you got to beat them in, in time and hustle. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree. That's that's part of what I discovered is you know because realtors, especially newer ones, you, you talk about all the time. What's what's my value proposition? Mm-hmm. How can I especially for buyers, because it's, it's different for sellers. Right. Um, it, it's, 
you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you have 30 years of experience and all these listings that you've sold for, you know, 105% of list price, like that's, that's your value. You don't need to convince you, you have the experience you have, right. you have evidence, right? There's evidence. Exactly. Yeah. So on the, on the buy side though, for, for starting off, it's like you, my value proposition started to be, well, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Right. I don't have, you know, Timmy and Tommy that I've got to take to soccer practice right. every, and it, I, it, again, I quickly discovered that like, oh my, that my value proposition is being available all the time, being available and willing to work at 1030 yeah. and send a contract at, you know, whenever I need to. Um, and that's, I feel like the, the further that technology has started to be integrated in everybody and everything that we do on a daily basis, mm -hmm. the more, um, like, where was I going with that? Technology. No, no, no. You're good. I See, was on, I, I was onto something. I was there. ready for. I I was. I, I thought I was gonna have one of these modes first. So, <laughs> I was onto something there, and I, I just. No, no, no. It's like fairy dust. Right? Um, oh, I was gonna say the. Okay, okay, okay. Reel it back okay. in. The more that technology has been integrated to mm -hmm. our everyday lives, the more like instantaneous people want things. Mm -hmm. So I found that there's massive value in being extremely responsive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that older people are not right. older agents, um, but you know, I've got this thing on my hip at right. all times. And if somebody texts me or calls me or sends me a listing, say, "Hey, like, we, can we go check this out at 3 p.m. today?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, appointment's already scheduled. We're right. Going. You ever heard? I mean, nowadays, how, how fast do you usually close in real estate transactions? Right. Standard is 30 days. Right. Speed kills in this market. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you sometimes being the first offer, sometimes not even the highest offer is better than, you know, being up more money and later. Right. 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 So it's like if you can get a contract in at 10 p.m., sometimes to sellers and listing agents are like, okay, this, this offer, they're serious. They're yep. ready to go. They want this home. They're at the top of the list. You yep. know what I mean? If you and if you're the one that's up at 10 or 11 p.m. writing that offer, then you get you get that priority at least. Right. Yep. And it, it, I mean, yesterday was a, it was a great example, not so much for the, the speed and, and, you know, technology bit, but mm -hmm. just being out and about. Mm -hmm. um, I was showing a home in Leesburg and we had just finished up showing it to my buyers and I was driving away and there's a car pulling up as we were driving away and they rolled their window down. I was like, oh, okay. oh here we go. I was like, oh, what's up? <laughs> and... Uh, she was. She was like, "Oh, are you the are you the realtor for this place?" I was like, "I'm not the listing agent. This one is a little overpriced, if you ask yeah. me. But there's one down the street that's you know 50k less, and sure it doesn't have this massive backyard, but I think you know that that's more bang for your buck." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Oh, okay, really? I'm uh, I live down the street, but my sister wants to move close to me." And I'm like, "Okay, that's great. You don't have an agent yet, right?" Yeah. She's like, "Oh no, like no, we we haven't talked to any because that's like that's a whole we could go down a rabbit mm -hmm. hole with." Oh her. yeah where the, the first, you know, line of engagement is to, you know, the, the tie down. Uh -huh. um, but that's my go-to is like, oh, you're not, you're not working with a realtor yet, are you? Right. Uh, no, we, we haven't talked. I'm like, good. Well, you are now. Yeah. So I got her, like, in the car, we're out. I got her number. Mm -hmm. I called her, um, sent her the listing that was down the street, mm -hmm. and we're going to see it after this. Right. So, I mean, I'd say your key, I mean, number one advantage is that when you tell me something like that, you're face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Like, dude, face-to-face, -face, there's, there's a priority list of, like, getting leads and everything. You call people, you see them on social media, texting, all that mm -hmm. stuff, right? But face-to-face, -face, dude, it's, you're real. You're there, and you're showing that, like, 
you're already showing somebody at that property, right? So you, right. you're in that marketplace. So yep. Yep. for you, I mean, that's just literally face-to-face -face action yeah, right that's, there. Um, I 100% agree with that. And yeah. that's why I love open houses. Right. Open houses um, are killer. Dude, they're, we got to do one soon. We need to do we one do. soon. I mean, they're a great place to meet because you got random people coming in. Yep. You know, you, it shows that you're in the marketplace. You know the market. You most likely live nearby. Yep. Right. And I mean, in your case, you kind of dominate that Ashburn, Leesburg, you know, Loudoun County area now. So it's just it's an incredible thing when you can get face to face. COVID's kind of put a hamper on that, but it has. But you know, I still use. Um, I, I found an advantage in what happened with COVID and mm -hmm. just in terms of my strategy for open houses. So like before B BC, right? I say BC before COVID. Before COVID. BC, I like that. I haven't heard that before yet. Open houses BC. Uh -huh. um, I was doing, you know, everybody does it differently. Yeah. Um, some people are old school and they have the sign-in sheet, right? The dreaded sign-in sheet mm -hmm. that no one wants to fill out chicken scratches or, you know, bend over and give you yeah. a, a crap laugh, uh, a stupid phone number that's phone not number there. six, nine, six. <laughs> yeah, six, nine, four, 20 is my phone right. number. Um, and I, I, so I did that the first couple, uh -huh. and then I found myself trying to decipher these hieroglyphics and call these numbers that are fake. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just, this is a waste of time. Yeah. There's, and it, yeah, it was just a waste of time. Uh -huh. So after that, the next phase was like, okay, how can I get more reliable information. So I had an iPad and I had it, I put it on this cute little stand with a Bluetooth keyboard and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like, this looks fun. Right. People will probably gravitate, gravitate towards this, right? So I put that on the countertop. Well, people come in like, hey, you know, welcome to the open house, blah, 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 run, run through the details about the house. If you don't mind signing in here, this is how we're doing registration today. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. And they'd walk away and they'd never do it. Right. Okay, the iPad's not cool enough. So I got to think of something else. And then COVID happened. Uh-huh. And then obviously there's a pretty big gap between when we're like, are, are we still doing open houses? Yeah, tons of people aren't yeah. doing them anymore. Right. Well, because houses were also selling immediately, but that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, sometimes it would be, you know, live Thursday sold Thursday. Thursday. Like it, it was crazy. Instant. Um, so out of that though, I started putting up a sign on the front door that said, um, you know, wait, and had a hand on it. It was like, wait, um, please text your. Uh, first and last name. I've seen this. To this number, which was my number. Um, you know, the sellers have requested that we limit the amount of people in the house today. Oh my gosh. Do, you know, six feet apart, the whole thing, which at the time we were doing. Uh huh. Um, and once the, you know, two group, we're limiting two groups in the house at a time. Once they're done, um, I'll come out and get you and we, we can go through that and the whole thing. Dude, genius. And it worked during COVID. And now that, not that COVID's not a thing anymore, but like people aren't as concerned about it. Mm -hmm. I still do that yeah. because that's instant information you capturing. Have, well, they have to text you, right? And they there's can't a barrier to entry. Number. There's a barrier to entry. Right. They need to, and some people still blow past it. They'll open the door and walk right in. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Hold up. You got to you have to wait your turn in line and everything. Okay. I've had a few, I walked in a few open houses. They had that set up though, yep. but I didn't think about it like that though. Right. The way you're thinking about it. You know what you should do next time? Just start fingerprinting people, you know? Hey, biometric <laughs> scanning. Genius. Hey, if you want to come in this open house, uh, you're going to have to uh, put yeah. down your fingerprint. Yeah. And then that you got their identity. But, I mean, it is their digital <laughs> fingerprint in a way. That, right. And that, that is the most important thing for, for both of us, really, yeah. is to, to capture that information, the contact information. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because business cards... I, I was you hand those out left and right. Yeah, it's I don't I don't really do it anymore. I have them, but I do my digital yeah. Apple contact card. Right. So what I what I typically do is like if somebody if I meet somebody at a grocery store mm -hmm. and 
or wherever and real estate comes up and I'm like, oh, right. you're a realtor? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have a business card? Oh, you know what? No cards. I gave out my last one. But here, let me get your information. Oh, yeah. And then... Oh, genius, man. It's, it's just like little things, which there's not anything crazy, but yeah. it's just like little things that get... Well, the thing is, um, they just don't know they want to work with you yet. The thing is, like you're like you're a very nice guy. I know I'm, you know, hopefully I'm a nice you. guy. But um, they they there's this, this there's this view on realtors and lenders and salespeople. You know, right. they're just after my sale. They're after my sale. They're after my sale. But right. once they get to know you, you know, obviously you're not like that. You're not malicious or anything like that. So you don't have bad intentions. So right. it's just getting past that first initial phase. Like, hey, just give me your cell number. I'm not gonna bother the crap out of you or anything right. i'm just trying to stay in contact with you yep absolutely yeah. it's not um and that's that's another thing that you know they they teach you in kw training is like don't be transactional mm-hmm. don't you know meet somebody get their business and then okay on to the next one right it's like that's that's a client for life that's a hopefully it's a you know a friend now mm-hmm. at least that's my goal to right. you know after any point in the transaction once we close, it's like, okay, like when are we doing dinner and drinks? Let's hang like, out. I want to hang out and be your friend because there's so much more value in that to me than, you know, putting my credit card information into an online leads thing and, and right. getting just poo-poo leads all day. I <laughs> poo-poo leads. I always joke with buy every time we close a buy transaction, I'm like, sorry, so when, when am I coming over? When I hang out. Right. When, <laughs> when's the housewarming party? Yeah. I always stress the locality portion of it though. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I, I live here. Like, where are you buying? Like, oh, Alexandra. I'm like, okay, cool. I live in Arlington. I'm going to come hang out with you right? right and just it adds a little something that again more face-to-face contact you yep. can have because nowadays you know important it is to have somebody that's like local mm-hmm. realtors local lenders somebody that knows the area so if you can get face-to-face with them it's it's, it's incredible yeah. so talk to me about um you know we talked about earlier we the majority of our clientele is younger generally speaking right they're in their 30s they're in their 20s um you know what do you say to the young buyer because the majority of our audience is younger they're probably going to listen to this right mm-hmm. what do you say to the people that are first-time home buyers and they they they're on TikTok, they're on instagram and they just are are just flooded with information it's a bad time to buy no it's a good time to buy right. it's markets crashing no it's not you know what i mean what do you what do you usually tell somebody when you get a new client like hey you know this is why you should or shouldn't buy right you know i mean um or I guess what's your what's your opinion? Well, that's the key. You you, you just said it is yeah. this is why you should or shouldn't buy. Mm-hmm. So our our my job our job right. is to make sure that people are making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And if that means not buying a house, that means not buying a house, and that's okay. Exactly. Um, but to your question though, like you, it, everybody's different. Every situation is obviously going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it comes down to financial situation mm-hmm. um but yeah there's there's so much stuff flooded on on social media it's like, absurd you know, yeah i mean i could just be like when i look at it i if i wasn't in the industry i'd be so confused right i'd be like is it a great time to buy home i, I actually have no idea yeah you know what I, mean? I mean i'm full disclosure currently going through this process through the process I, I am the first time home buyer and yeah. I feel like I need a realtor right. because I'm like, <laughs> you need your own realtor. Right. It's like, I'm so inside of what I'm doing that mm-hmm. I need someone to bounce off yeah. like my thoughts and, and have a different perspective on it mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's certainly giving me a new perspective right. on working with first time home buyers or any buyer for, yeah, that matter. I would say there's just so many factors involved. Like, where are you buying at? What is your specific situation financially? That's going to be the number one thing, right? Yep. But the, th- the key thing is you're not going to know 
about those factors unless you talk to like somebody like you or me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like you said earlier, like that doesn't necessarily cost you anything. Right. I don't want to say like disclosure or anything, but like we're not like charging anything up front to like have a conversation. You know, the only time we, again, I don't want to get all the disclosures or anything, but the only time we actually usually get paid, right, is when the, the transaction closes. So if you don't have a conversation with right. somebody, you're not, you're never going to know right. what the so, truth is. And that's, that's what it is. It's all it is is a conversation because you can like this, the stuff that is getting pumped out on social media mm-hmm. Is vastly it's it's very one broad mm-hmm. and vague and not specific to where you're living, mm-hmm. um, and which for us is a very unique place. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're kind of in this bubble of like we're, we're close enough to DC and there's so much so much development mm-hmm. that the demand to live in this area is insanely high astronomical yeah yeah well i mean everybody says in the past this area is kind of recession proof right just because the jobs are very stable the government's here so you know there's always going to be that demand for for real estate that's that's what i was trying to say yeah exactly way better than i (laughs) I just put it just kind of compiled it all together though um but i mean yeah that that's i mean for 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 young buyers that are particularly looking to buy in this area northern virginia dc um you know Generally speaking, historically, it is generally recession-proof. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't get hit as hard as other markets. It's always going to continue to go up. Right. So, what's one of the number one things? Like, you get a you get a new buyer, and they're like, "I don't really know if I want to buy." You know, it's is it a good time? Is it a bad time? You know, what's one of your number one things you, you say to them to kind of just ease their mind a little bit? Like, hey, like, relax. Like, I'm going to guide you through this process. So I'm excited you asked that because I have a okay. great a great line that I've been using that really uh, changes the perspective of. The, the whole like renting situation versus mm-hmm. do I buy now? Mm-hmm. Um, so you ask them, okay, so you're so you're a renter and yeah. you're, you're thinking about buying. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- a lot of what I've been hearing or the, the pushback that I get is like, well, these interest rates are just crazy. And I'm, I'm sh- yeah, <laughs> he was like, oh, it took us 10 minutes to get to interest yes, rates. Yes, 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 um, yes. So that's pretty much the primary thing um, that I get a uh-huh. lot. It's like, well, the, you know, we're in the sixes. This yeah. is crazy. Uh-huh. Like how? That's just too high. It's it's too high. And I go, okay. Well, what's your current interest rate on my current rent on the rental? Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent, baby. <laughs> it's a hundred. A hundred percent interest rate. hundred percent of that payment is going towards my landlord's mortgage. The somebody owners, else. Somebody yep. or if they own the property, just going to their and pocket. nine times out of ten, when I say that, it's like, well, I'm not. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it's like they're like, oh, it's you're true. okay because that money is just getting dumped. Okay, let me run this scenario. So you say that, right? And then they come back. They say, well, Grant, I don't know if I want to stay in this area for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They say, I don't know. I might, I don't know. And if I have to sell it next year, after two years, like I'm not going to make any money. You know what I mean? What do you What do you say to those people? Well, it, it, a lot of that is okay. So, so is your job remote? Right? Are you Are you 100 percent remote? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Okay, so you have the freedom to go pretty much wherever you want. Yeah. Um, and then it, it basically comes down to what's important to you. Mm-hmm. What's what's your motivation for even wanting to move in the first place? Right. Getting to that helps us figure out. Okay, um, you know, we're getting married, or there's there's some sort of life event mm-hmm. that even puts the thought of buying into their head yeah um or simply because i don't want to keep dumping money into rent Mm -hmm. and i want to own property because that is really the first the american dream baby it's kind of like the hockey stick Uh of like 
life. Wealth, yeah. I feel like starts at owning a home. Owning a home. Um, so why not do it as early as possible, right? I mean, right. there's certain circumstances, right, where it doesn't make sense. But back to the, to the to the thing I was kind of referring, to, right? The the whole I'm buy I'm I don't want, I'm going to sell in two years. I'm not going to buy a property, mm-hmm. right? Dude, it's it's one one of the number one things I tell people. One of the number one ways to build wealth is buying real estate, right? And it's also holding real estate. So why do you not have the option to buy a property? And if you're going to move a year later, so be it. You can go buy another primary residence and then rent out your current property. Yep. You know what I mean? It's number one but, way. But my but, but my down payment just went into that one. So right. how am I going to afford to buy a new property? Oh, people don't understand. You don't need 20% down, right? Exactly. Ah, there it is. So, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep this short. Here's the number one number one path to creating wealth real estate. The easiest way, the most, most cost-effective way. You buy your first primary residence, right? You live in it on a mortgage loan, so you have to limit it for at least one year, minimum of one year. Okay, after that, you do whatever you want to well, do. I don't want to pay capital gains tax. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to sell it. You're not going to sell it. You're going to live in it for at least one year. Then you're going to go move out. And you're going to go get another primary residence. You're going to move into another property, wherever it is. Go across the country. Go uh, next door. I don't care. Upgrade your lifestyle, uh, and then you're going to rent that that previous property out, right? You're going to get a tenant in there, and you're going to you're going to have them pay your mortgage, right? Yep. When you go to get that next loan on the next property, you can put as little as five percent down, right? People don't people don't understand that. A primary residence loan and investment property loan, those are two different types of loans. Mm-hmm. The down payments are significantly different, right? We're talking five to fifteen percent, you know, twenty percent. Right. So, if you can just, I, I, I kind of coined it primary residence hopping, right? Every single year, you just continue to go from one primary residence to the next, and then turn the previous one into rental, dude. Oh my gosh! Especially here, right? I mean, like. And, and that's why I've been approached by a lot of people recently is like, well, rental prices are not going down. Mm-hmm. They are, I mean, even historically, like when have they ever gone down? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if that's the difference between, well, I'm paying, you know, 1800 now and rent's going to go up to 2200 and then what's going to happen the next year or mm-hmm. the next year? And it, it just keeps going up. So why not? Take that money and, and purchase. Put it property. towards put it towards a, a property, right? Again, it's dependent on the client's financials. Like, right. doesn't actually make sense for them. But, dude, I mean, if you can get your rental payment, like I know, so I have a client right now. They're renting in um, in DC, and we're looking at buying a property. They're only going to put three percent down, right? And they're going to buy a property over in Virginia. The numbers, literally, for what they're paying rent and mortgage, are exactly the same monthly payment. And that's going towards that's crazy. That's not always the case, right? Some right. people are renting for less and then when they run the numbers to pay them mortgage, it's a lot more, right? right? But just in this example, I'm like, holy crap, you're putting 3% down and you're going to own a property and it's, you're going to have the same payment as rent yep. right now. It's like, awesome. That's a no brainer. I know. One of, my, one of my favorite stories for, um, I guess, how I, um, where I, I focused on growing my business starting off was mm-hmm. one, we, we talked about open houses loved that still do them mm-hmm. have one sunday yep we should wait i'm around sunday you said you're around sunday i am around sunday rest in rest in let's do let's do i'm it. in there okay. it is look at that it just happened right now you so, just witnessed it <laughs> um open houses and then renters is like actually working with renters because no for the most part none of the agents that are consistently top producing agents mm-hmm. want to spend the time and work with renters mm-hmm. um so I would get rental leads like left and right because they would have a rental listing. It would, they would accept an application on it and there's still 15 people that are inquiring about it and they want to see them like, well, this one's gone. So here's Grant and he'll help you show whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, one of those families I took and they were looking in uh, River Creek, which is a country club. Oh, I know River Creek. We played golf there. And, oh, yes, we did. Great course. <laughs> That's amazing. Tough course. 
Um, and they were looking at rental properties for like thirty eight fifty, like close to four thousand a month. Yeah, and I'm like, dog, like these are real, and they're gorgeous homes, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, do you guys consider buying like these? These your monthly rent is uh-huh. probably because at this time the interest rates were really low. Yeah, like this monthly rent is probably substantially higher than what your monthly payment on a mortgage would be. Yeah, and they're like, oh. Like we never really even thought we'd be capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, just talk to a lender. Just at least, just, at least see what the numbers look like. Yes, yeah, see and what the not, numbers look like. I'll and, say one thing off of that: do not look at Zillow rental cal- or mortgage payment calculators. Don't look. Oh at those. yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> just as bad as the uh, Zestimate. Yes, yes, yes. Just, just a word of caution out there: do not look at the uh, uh, Zillow Redfin mortgage calculators. They are not accurate. So most of them are assuming you're putting twenty percent down, and most of the time that's not true. Right, and that just significantly lowers your monthly payment. Right, right, but. So, so yeah, again, long story short, I took these, at the time, renters, they talked to a lender, they were like, oh, we, we qualify for way more than we thought. Mm-hmm. They bought a house in, they bought a house for like 615, 620, 625, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a year, like 13 months later, they found out just due to a family situation, they, they needed to, to move again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put that, and because when you buy a home, you're buying for the most part an appreciating asset. Mm-hmm. They bought it for six twenty five, listed it for six seventy five, sold for seven thirty five. Wow! And bought for nine thirty. Wow! So, like that's my story that I tell like new agents. Mm-hmm. I'm like that was one potential renter that turned into three deals right in less than two years. Yeah, the key there is you know that was a renter, a person that was probably going to rent, and you if you nourish that lead, it actually could turn yep. potentially. Turn and now the they are like. My biggest fans, uh-huh. like they, they, I have like whiskey glasses for clothes. Those. those are sweet. And they'll like post it on Facebook. Yeah. And they're like, just, you know, so happy, Bronson Realty. BRG, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got the and, logo. And uh, that's, that's what we do it for. I mean, yeah. that's, that's like the biggest thing for me is now, like, I'm close with them. I'm close with their kids. Mm-hmm. We go out to, to pizza. Yeah. And um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Someone told me early on, um, I say early on, I'm still early on, but yeah. um, they're like, your, your like sole goal in real estate to, to grow your, your career is to be like Tom Cruise famous to like 50 people. Yeah. If you can be Tom Cruise famous to 50 people, if you can have people posting your, your whiskey glasses on Facebook uh-huh. and ranting and raving about you, you'll never have to pick up the phone you and make a cold a call yeah. ever. Like you just, they'll refer you all you need. You just need a few fans few fans that's i need a few brg fans that's all you need based off of the branding thing i did have a question so you have a kind of a unique thing going on with the the car branding right yeah do tell me about because i actually i've asked you about in the past but tell me tell me how that's going so you got that's your that's your unique branding proposition yeah yeah. it's um again it's not like anybody's gonna look at that and be like oh this car just flew past me at 130 (laughs) miles an hour i think that was brg what did i say no so um yeah we uh just through mutual connections, met mm-hmm. um, a couple, well, it's actually a family friend was a driver. And he introduced us to um, some of the higher up team owner guys at Andretti Autosport. Uh-huh. And um, they, we just became friends with them and we started going to races and there's you know this opportunity that came up um, and we jumped on it and one thing led to another and now my logo is on a race car. Jared Who else can say that, right? Yeah. It's cool. And it's not so much, again, it's not like anybody's going to look at the race car and be like, yeah. oh, 
let yeah. me call that guy and sell my house with him. But it's the connections. Right. Well, here's the here's the tie-in for you, right? You like racing. Yep. You like F1. Yep. Right. You like you love you love cars. So when you can get yourself in that community, it's almost like your third place, right? You get your logo on there. You advertise it. And that helps people subconsciously like, man, this guy, Grant, he likes cars, man. Right. He likes it so much he's got his logo on there. And that that's super important too is mm-hmm. like find your niche of like, okay, um, or I was talking to this brand new agent the other day. He was like, oh, I am at a jujitsu gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Like everybody in that jujitsu gym needs to know that you're a realtor. Right. It's your third place. That's his third place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's such a good point. And yep. um, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that every single person that's in there that you're going, hey, uh, let me know when you need to buy and sell a house. Like, you know, make sure that you call me. Right. It's just being there, being face to face with people and them knowing that that's what you do and mm-hmm. then providing value from there. Yep. Just building a relationship, becoming friends. They also know what you do. So when the time yep. comes, obviously they can come to you. But people want to work with people that they like and they trust. I love that. And that's that's the most true thing ever. Though. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So if you can get those two things mm-hmm. down pat, then you don't really have to. I mean, and you do your job well. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all you need, baby. Yep. Dude, this has been a freaking awesome freaking show. I can't yeah. believe this. I have one last thing though. I, I wanted to do. It's it's a new thing I'm going to try, and I, it's a it's a rapid fire question round, right? It's a, a this oh, or that. Okay. I love these. You like okay, these? This or that? Okay. <laughs> it's going to be easy for you, so don't worry about oh, it. Oh boy. Okay. Um. <clears throat> All right, you let me know when you're ready. I got a few good ones here. I found them online. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Mm. You have a dog. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, that's what I thought. YouTube. M&Ms or Skittles? Skittles. All right. Instagram Reels or TikTok? Neither's an answer. (laughs) (laughs) That. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Football or basketball? Football. Work hard or play hard? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Both. Both. No. Work hard. Jogging or hiking? Hiking. Sneakers or sandals? Sneakers. Online shopping or shopping in a store? In a store. Nice. Get your hands on it. Pen or pencil? Pen. All right. These last two are tricky. Okay. You ready? Yep. Toilet paper. Over or under? Oh, wait. Like the, the way that it faces? Right. Always over. Always over. It, it, there's a serious You'll find pro- some people that, that go oh, under. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm a strictly over guy. That's like that's not even. <laughs> All right, uh, over. Good. I'm the same way. So thank God. I, I would hope so. Cups in the cupboard. When you're putting a cup in, right side up or upside down? I'm a big fan of. Okay, so I grew up upside down. Okay, but now to best maximize and utilize the space, we go if they're the same glass. Uh huh. Upside down one, and then regular right side up because they match up. The way that the glasses are, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a total curveball. Yeah, because if like you think about like a beer glass, it's yeah. narrow at the bottom and it comes higher at the top. Yeah. So if you go upside down and then like this, it's like they're like Legos. My theory is I don't like um, sometimes when you pull the glasses out of the dishwasher, they're still a little bit wet. If you put them face down, sometimes it gets a little stinky, a little moldy in there. Mm. Big face up guy. Okay, face up. But like I like your answer though. Dude, this has been a freaking pleasure, man. Heck yeah. Heck yes. That went by like... That went by fast. I can't believe it's already four. That's the first episode. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a little outro thing. I literally just think I'll cut it off there. We'll put, we'll put like... 
hundred percent. I'll put your contact information. This is Grant Bronson again, episode one. I'm gonna put his contact information below, email, phone numbers. Hit him up though if you're in the North Virginia, Ashburn, Loudon, Leesburg, really anywhere. This guy loves to drive, right? Take him to Southern Virginia, actually. <laughs> yeah, good. Let's go down to Roanoke. <laughs> Thanks again, brother. This has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs>